but it's a cell phone sleeping bag. That's funny. I think it's brilliant. And they'll send it to you for free if you if you if you pledge to take the day off. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. You are back. It is all millennial talk all day long and all night long. Welcome to the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast with your host, Dr. Tony Dufresne. That is me. And welcome back for this week. Uh, I have, again, my uh, son-in-law, my special guest, uh, Josh. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. Doing great. We got a lot of good feedback on the show about the uh, relationship and the whatnot and all we talked about. Oh, the the marriage show. The marriage show. As a matter, yeah, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I've got an author that's going to be coming on. I think next week or the week after, and we're going to be talking about how uh, one, how you deal with the other person's in laws and their like in Christmases and all those functions. So that's going to be. I can imagine that's going to be a great show. That's always such a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it can be with alcohol. That's what it's for. Typically. Yeah, yeah typically. <laughs> so, again, I want to say that uh, we're here with the young Caleb, yeah. and uh, we're going to try to get through this. He did a great job last time that we were that I was here, and it looks like he's nodding off into another silky milk coma. Hopefully, we'll make it 45 minutes. So, on let's say, we, I, yeah, like I don't even think we're going to need 45 minutes. I mean, if we, we can roll through this thing. So, I'm really excited about today's show because I've gotten a lot of pre buzz on this thing and talked to a number of people and actually talked to somebody uh, that's a representative of a national day about this. In today's show, uh, I'm going to talk about why is unplugging from social media a thing? Why is unplugging a thing? It's kind of a new thing that's coming out. And there's actually two sides to this coin, as usually there are. Uh, there's a positive reason why unplugging from social media is a thing, and that's for balance and for health. I mean, let's just talk common sense. Yeah, uh, that's just it's just a commonsensical thing. Why should you unplug? It's pretty everybody knows that, right? This is nothing. It's not a news item. But there's a negative side too, and I want to talk about that. Yeah, sure. So um, let's get into the numbers. We'll start off with the numbers here. I'm going to throw out some stuff uh, just to kind of set the table for what we're going to be talking about. 43% of people never turn their phones off. What? Never. What? <laughs> never turn their phones off. They're always on. 90% of young adults ages 18 to 29 use social media. That's from Pew Research. 90% use social media. Okay. Just over half, 52% of online adults now use two or more social media sites. 70% of the U.S. population has at least one social networking profile. Okay. Right? Of the 7.2 billion, with a B, people on Earth, 3 billion have internet access now. 2.1 billion are active on social media. Dang. And 1.7 billion use social networks from a mobile device. Wow. Crazy. The average social media user maintains five accounts. And then from the Financial Times, this is this is a study that they mentioned. It was published last month by Britain's telecommunications authority called uh, Ofcom, and it showed that 34% of internet users have at some point voluntarily gone offline due to the pressures of uh, being um, plugged in all the time and the issues we're going to be talking about. Then from the Harris Poll, two-thirds or 67% indicated that they make an attempt to unplug at some point during the year. And over four in ten adults say they try to unplug at least once a week. 
Right. So millennials are the group most likely to say they make an effort to unplug in the first place. So out of that study, 82% of the millennials indicated that they were most more likely to unplug. Now, nearly four in 10 adults, again, looks like 30, 40%, each say it's simply unrealistic to unplug for more than a few hours at a time, and they have a fear of missing out. It's the FOMO thing. Uh, when they're unplugged, just over a quarter of the people said it's difficult because their business never sleeps. I get that. I mean, I can totally get the whole business never sleeps thing. But then again, that that's going to enter into an issue anyway. And there's got to be some sense of of a work life balance, balance yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And and that's the issue that a lot of millennials run into because it, it they're both enmeshed. Mm-hmm. It's not like you just go to work eight to five and sometimes, yeah, and you're dealing with it all. Yeah, not even you deal with it all the time. So uh, that leads me to the the mention of this year's National Day of Unplugging. So this is a thing. This is actually the eighth annual National Day of Unplugging. And this year it falls between March the 3rd and March the 4th. It's from sundown to sundown. And it's organized by a um, nonprofit called Reboot. And it's, a, and it's based on the tradition of the Sabbath Manifesto. So it's, it's really a Jewish uh, tradition-based, and it's based on just chilling out, yeah, and and you know honoring the Sabbath, so to speak. But it's uh, it's 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 a secular movement. I had no idea about this thing until you told me today. You, I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, and I, I didn't either actually until I went in and started researching this kind of stuff. So what I did was I was very in- interested to see what the deal was, and when I went online, it didn't have a lot of numbers. So I called up and I talked to Cynthia, and she's a representative for Reboot. She's uh, the PR rep. And she told me they have 30,000 participants, and they had about the same last year. They've had 75,000, give or take, over the last three years, people in over 125 countries that are participating in this. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they have over 200 organizations had certain events that are around or based on this unplug thing. But those are encouraging numbers, and it, I, and it shows something that you had mentioned to me when we first started talking about this being a possibility of a show. And you mentioned this seems like it's a it, it is actually a legit movement. Yeah, it's like a trend. Not it's popping up all over companies, and I guess there's a a day that celebrates it now. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, now and this is and this is the eighth annual. Yeah, so these they've been around for eight years. But it just goes to show you anything grassroots. Just it just takes a while, mm-hmm. and it just takes. And if you're starting anything, it's like I was just talking to to Josh before the show came on. You know, I've done like 75 shows or something. I've been doing this for two over two years, and it's it's not it's not an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. It's a slow process. You got to get your feet underneath you, and you got to get things going. And it's just, but with time and you develop through things. It's like anything, man. I mean, that's like the you know you can you can relate that to anything in, to in your life it, it really does so i want to go into i talked initially about the positive and the negative reasons why we should unplug now i want to get into the negative reasons which i call the bullshit reasons for unplugging <laughs> which are basically a marketing stunt uh, illustrating an example that was in millennialmarketing.com and they had made mention of this girl who is a they call her a social media personality young model and former instagram star Isina O'Neill, as she makes a larger cultural statement by deactivating her social accounts. So before permanently logging off, O'Neill posted a YouTube video <laughs> expressing her painful relationship with social media and the duality of her real life and her Insta lives. She ended it by urging her followers to unplug, turn off their phones, go on a trip, talk to people and face to face, talk to people face to face rather than through a black mirror. 
And of course, she makes a video about it. She uh, hashtags it. Just it just it, it's the whole thing about them coming out, her coming out and saying something like that, just to be different or nonconformist or counterculture. It's just a way to get pub. I mean, I think. Do you think? I mean, do, do you see? I mean, she. There might be some legitimate reasons why she's doing it for her own personal benefit, but to popularize it is not the chill way to do it. I mean, if you're going to do that, then just do it. Yeah, no need to advertise it. it. Is she trying to build the anticipation for when she makes her post, post you know, her her return to social media? So I, don't- I have no doubts that there's going to be something like that when she comes back. No doubts whatsoever. Oh, she's still gone. I, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, so, so there's there's three there's three examples of major corporate marketing that I want to make uh, note of. REI had a latest campaign. It's called uh, hashtag uh, opt outside. Of course, it's a hashtag, right? It's uh, it's shutting its doors on Black Friday in this year instead of encouraging shoppers to spend time outside with their loved ones. While it's not a direct ask to unplug, the idea is that Thanksgiving has become so inundated by material goods that many families have forgotten the true value of spending time together. Okay, I get that, but I don't know. I just it is it me? I mean, I'm not even a I'm not even a conspiracy theorist type of guy, but it seems as though pe- the, the these corporations are wrapping themselves in the flag of, you know, oh, just go outside and they they're just they're manipulating it. They're is it me? They're trying to take advantage of the of the fact that Black Friday, there's so much there's so much advertisement about yeah. that, and then when when you have one company who doesn't have their doors open on Thanksgiving Day, that they're trying to make the news, they're trying to make themselves the news instead of the other companies who right. are super open, super early. You think that's what's going on with? I, I think so. I think there's something having to do with that. I thought it was a cool I mean, campaign. I you thought know, it was I, yeah, a cool I mean, idea it, because if more companies start doing that, then it's less of a focus on the the buying the stuff and more about what they say the. The reason was, yeah, I, you know, I know. I I'm know. believe me, I'm open to opposing opinion on this, and that's why I wanted your input because, mm-hmm. and again, I'm not really a conspiracy guy, but I, 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 I can smell, I can smell opportunity for people to to separate themselves from the pack. Which hey, I don't blame them, mm-hmm. but it, I guess it just based it's based on intentions for the wrong reason. Yeah, exactly yeah. for the wrong reasons. I see. So I mean, Coca Cola had also released a spot that used common social language that overlaid on top of personal gatherings, and the concept. Uh, reminds people that sharing on social stems from real life experiences and encourages viewers to focus more on what's real than what's digital. All right, fine. So then last but not least, though, the one I want to talk about is Chipotle. They took a different approach and they created this Cultivate Thought author series uh, where the brand featured original essays and written thoughts on the sides of the cups. I actually saw this uh, and the bags for people to read and talk about while sharing a meal. That's what that stuff is on the cup. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. long have they had that? Oh, that's been a while. Because I think I remember that about a year, year and a half ago okay. or so. I didn't know that that was the intent. I didn't know where that came from. I've seen that before. Ne- neither did I. The goal of the campaign was to provide a little analog pause in another, an otherwise digital world. And to be honest with you, I'm going to reclassify this one as being on the cool side of this because they didn't really do a lot of uh, pre-advertising in regards to that's what they're going to do and the reasons why to bring people in. They just did it. Yeah. Yeah, that that I know of, and and I and I didn't know you didn't know it either, right? Well, no, okay. I guess the way to know is you go and you eat, and then you yeah. Kinda, it, that, it's doing what they intended it for it to do. It, it did for me. I mean, I went in and I read it, and I thought, hey, it's pretty cool. I think there was like a Malcolm Gladwell little uh, snippet in there that mm-hmm. I uh, on the cup or something. I thought no, this is pretty cool. So, all right, Chipotle, you're okay. Yeah. Except you know those burritos are uh, they're like three thousand calories each. 
Oh man, I didn't know that. I know, dude. We're getting off topic. Okay, yeah, let's not do that. So let's. I want to jump into the positive reasons. The positive reasons to unplug from social media, and we're all about positivity here, right? Yeah. Obvious. Let's let's go with the obvious stuff, like we talked about at the beginning of the show. Balance, recentering your life, bringing back into perspective by bringing the focus back to you instead of focusing on other people's lives or activities or accomplishments. You know, the whole thing about uh, either fear of missing out or somebody else that you went to school with is doing way better than you and they're, you know, took a picture of their new Beamer and all this big... And, and even though you know that you shouldn't feel like crap, you do because it'll hit a nerve. You probably think that you have the ability to be further along than you do, which you, which you, you might have that be the case. I hope it is because that, that'll just continue to fuel you into doing bigger and better things. So the Huffington Post had an article indicating the benefits of this, of unplugging. And their benefits that the Huff Post article had were better sleep quality and improved memory retention and mood and uh, enhanced productivity and satisfaction and simply enjoying uh, being in the moment. I did want to mention there was an article in Forbes. There, the, there was a research um, study done at Kansas State, and they found that although we may resist it, we really do need downtime after work to mentally recharge for the next day. The conclusions from the research recommended setting boundaries on your work, communications outside, and uh, making your colleagues aware of your after-hour availability. That's a tough gig, especially in today's current environment. Nobody wants to come across like they can't do what the guy across from them can because yeah. it's a kind of a dog-eat-dog thing. It's competitive out there. Very. And the work, the work, the way things are in the workplace, it's not eight to five anymore necessarily. It's mm-hmm. like a 24-hour, seven days a week type of world now. So you, so you ha- sometimes you have to make yourself available, but you have to draw the line. What, you're going to work all the time. You're going to not have a life. You're not going to have time with your friends and family. You are an engineer. You work with a very reputable firm. You guys are relatively large. You have a lot of people on your level in regards to what you do. Do you come across this? Very rarely, unless there's something very pressing that I I don't get all the pressure on me for it. I'm not expected to we got this deadline and I need you to do it no matter what. I, thankfully, the place I work and the people I work for are really cool about that. They're understanding. I, I, that's not the culture, at least where I work. No, that's good. Not the type of, not the type of thing that we do. So it's not, so they don't, they don't cultivate a dog eat dog type of no. a thing in your, in your company to where it's, you know, you step on the person next to you to get to move no, up type no, of a no, thing. No, that's the, good. That's good. The focus is you take care of the customer and whatever that takes. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes means hard deadlines, but that's that's where the the teamwork everybody is supposed to help in and pitch in. It's not all put on one person and say you go, you know, make that happen, go do it. That's a great organization. Yeah, there have also been rumblings in this in the psych community about classifying a new disorder uh, caused by overuse of social media, and it's called internet use disorder. Uh, if uh, being online makes you feel jittery or anxious, you may have a mental illness. And psychiatrists have decided to list this as internet use, dis- which uh, as a condition, uh, it, but they've recommended it for further study. So there's nothing in stone yet. That it's a lot of um, you know, pre-research and all that kind of stuff. What do you make of that? Uh, what do you make of that? Is this like a real thing? Like, can this uh, be legit? Well, uh, yes. Yes. And here's the reasons why. It, uh, there's research that has shown that people with the internet addiction, it, it's an addiction is what, and it really is an addiction. Yeah, they've demonstrated changes in their brains, like uh, from fMRI studies. Now, both in the connections between the cells and in the brain areas that control attention, 
executive control, and emotional processing. Most intriguing is the fact that some of these changes are what you see happening in the brains of people addicted to cocaine, heroin, Special K, Molly, you know, anything else. Dude, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is. Because... It's got that effect on Because people. it has an effect. Because it's... It's an addiction. And what happens is if you look at from like going way back, like respondent conditioning and all that, like Pavlov's dog, if you ever heard of Pavlov's dog, long time ago, Pavlov, he's like a behaviorist. And what he did was he trained his dog. And so anytime you ring the bell, he would ring the bell and then he would, you know, give the dog a treat. So So he conditioned him to every time the dog heard the bell, he would think that he's getting a treat. So what he did was he did this and did this and it it reconditioned the dog's mind to automatically, it's like autonomic thinking to the fact that he was going to get this thing. And so he'd ring the bell, the dog would automatically salivate. Physical and chemical changes. Physical, chemical changes. changes. Yeah, because because your brain gets, it gets reshuffled. That's the same thing that happens when your phone dings. Why do you think that notifications are around? Why do you think that Facebook uses red dots when when something comes up? It's stimulating, I guess. It's stimulating, yeah. right. And that's the reason why that's the case. Dude, that's crazy. Because then, I guess depending on your setup, you could have you could have a notification for Facebook. You could have a different ring for uh, notification on Instagram, for new followers. You could have all sorts mm-hmm. of flashing lights and bells going off you almost become a slave to the to the the system or the tool because it's the same regardless of if it's a phone or if it's a dog treat if the bell rings and you and you get conditioned to what happens after that and you get a treat and the treat is likes attention yeah likes or anything regards to to some connection that you haven't had from somebody or you think oh you know who could it be type of a thing and that's intriguing to the brain, and uh, and that's and that acts the same way as Pavlov's little bell. Man, to you know, kind of wrap every, a bow around this whole thing. That's why unplugging is important. But you know, people are taking this unplugging thing and and they're taking it like it's an all or nothing thing, like it's a black and white thing. Oh, you have to unplug. You have to get off the grid. I've known a couple people that I've known on uh, Instagram or Facebook that said, "I'm off. I'm off for a month or something." I'm like, "Well, okay, great. You know, if you want to do that, that's and if it's good for you and if you're gonna mosey on." But overall, it all comes down to balance, and there's a way to balance it out. I was talking to Cynthia. She was the PR person that works for Reboot, and she was the one that said, yeah, I really don't turn my phone off either. And she said, because if my mom has a problem, you know, I want to make sure that the phone's on. And I said, I do the same thing with you guys because I keep, I keep, I have that VoIP line, that landline, and I keep it on in case anything's, you know, a problem with you guys. So when I was talking to Cynthia, she said that she, for her way that she integrates that level of unplugging or that level of to where she can have her own time and not be a slave to this whole thing is that she, uh, like during the weekends, she doesn't have the phone with her. I mean, it's, it's on, but it's in another room and she doesn't check it, that type of thing. So I, I mean, that would seem to me because everybody's different. Everybody's life is different. The needs are and the demands are different. You know, some people have two kids, some people don't have any kids, but they have older parents, blah, 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 whatever. It's a matter of finding a way to not have that thing on you and have you checking it all of the time and ha- and being able to consciously set it down consciously take a break from it instead of uh instead of not even thinking about it maybe having it in your pocket because I got I got to tell you there is a there's a legit study out there that indicates if you do take and I talked about this with Lexi because it's about this is dating related 
if you bring your phone on a date and you put it on the table, it actually acts as a distractor, as a third person. Whoa. Because it's an entity, and it's an entity that will garner attention. So the other person subconsciously sees that as a third person at the table. And if you go on a first date, guys, and if you throw your or, or girls and you throw your phone out there, that's not a good sign to the other person at all. And you could even put it face down. The fact that it's there. The fact that the phone is there and somebody can see it is a big is a big deal. So, and that's and that's really what it comes down to. You got if you can put it away. Oh, and that's the other thing I was going to say. The National uh, Unplug Day. Mm-hmm. If if you do go on to the National Unplug Day website and you sign up to to do that, they will send you free of charge a cell phone sleeping bag. I saw that uh, on your on your comments <laughs> over here. That, that a cell kick-ass. phone. Oh, it, it looks. It's hilarious. It really is. I saw that. I was like, this is a great idea. I mean, That's it's funny it, too. It, it's like one of those envelopes that you put something in with mm-hmm. padded envelopes or something. Yeah. But it's a cell phone sleeping bag. That's funny. I think it's brilliant. And they'll send it to you for free if you pledge to take the day off. I'm, I'm going to sign up for it. I'll do it. Yeah. Why not? Right. Yeah. I'm going to as well. Yeah. It's it's important to. I don't think you have to really completely shut off and there's people that'll be like you know like you said they'll announce it on facebook i'm i'm taking a month off and if you need to contact me send me a letter or you know like they they make a big deal out of it you don't have to make it a big deal you just go about doing doing you and uh living your life and the phone is always going to be there my dad said that all the time about the tv (laughs) he said that I like my Dragon Ball Z, right? You know, so he was like, the TV is always going to be there. It's not, you know, don't worry about it. You can watch TV, have a good time. And the same, the same thing applies to your phone, your social media. You're not, you're really not missing out on, on anything that you can't get with talking to somebody or enjoying someone's company or just doing a hobby, you know, like doing something that makes you happy in, instead of being glued to your phone. There, there's other things that you could do. You don't have to completely shut it off all the way, but. You know, it, the balance like you were talking about. And it, and it is important for the balance. You can't, with that distraction, it, it's a lot harder for you to recenter yourself. It's a lot harder for you to gain levels of introspection. It's a lot harder for you to open up your imaginative, creative mind. I mean, if you th- try this for a second, because I, I mean, I journal all the time. If you, if you sit down and you have your phone on and your Facebook and in your, or your Instagram or Snapchat or whatever, you know, have that open or whatever, and then have your phone there and then try to journal right after that. You'll, you'll be blocked because it's from two separate parts of the brain that that's coming out of. So if you can set that down, take a couple deep breaths and kind of recenter yourself and then start your flow, that's, that's where your creativity is going to come from. That's where your new ideas are going to come from. And then also if you're, if you're with somebody else, and you're not distracted, you're able to actively listen. You're going to be that person that's going to actively listen and support the other person, which will even deepen your friendship or your relationship with the other person. Yeah, definitely. Because that's such a lost art now, it scares the shit out of me, the fact that people can't listen. They don't They don't know how to listen because they're always thinking, They're in the back of their mind, they're listening, but they're waiting for that that phantom buzz to go off in their pocket. That yeah. they can that they they can check their phone, and the funny part about it is it's really not that funny. 
is that most of the time the, the notifications that come over on the phone are meaningless in, in relation to you having a, a one-on-one relationship with a person in front of you. Right. Regardless if it's your mom or your sister or your girlfriend or, you know, who, whomever it is, it doesn't matter because, you know, you're there and, and if you prioritize any sense of rela- any relationship whatsoever, hopefully I'm praying that your priority is the person in front of you. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to sign up for that day. I think it's a really cool idea. I hope it catches on, but not not in the sense that we were talking about, like companies kind of doing it just to just to do it and just to make them the news about things. I, I think it's a really cool idea. I think it's a great idea too, uh, and I'm going to do it. Remember, it's the National Unplugged. I think it's nationalunpluggedday.org. Just go online and go to National Unplugged Day. It'll be there. You can you can sign. It's totally free, and if you actually sign up to pledge to do that and give them your name and your email and stuff to, for you to be a part of the movement, they will send that to you for free. So remember, it's uh, you can listen to this on javabud.com, and every single article that uh, we talked about today and the National Unplugged Day uh, website, the link, I'm going to have all of that in my show notes. And the show notes will be at javabud.com under the podcast thing. And also, if I if you do go to the Facebook post that I put out there, it connects you directly to my uh, my WordPress blog post, which has the, the, the audio cast. Yeah, So it'll be there. Uh, remember, you can also listen on so- uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And uh, I'm also on Instagram. And t- of course, I, I have three, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I don't have the average five, so I'm feeling a little left out. I might, I might have to sign up for something pointless just to get back up to the average. So hope things are well. I uh, hope you enjoy the show. If you guys have any comments, please let me know. I'd like to hear your two cents on the unplugging thing. And thanks again to my terrific co-host, Josh, and also to Caleb for chilling out and giving us time to do this. Thank you for having us. All right, guys. Later.